This was the most awkward start of the show. Yeah, because you because we started and stopped it like four times. We've yeah, never done that. But before. you and you had such a down note. You were like, "Hey, Lana." It, I couldn't get the printer. Like you to, sound incredibly depressed to be sitting here in my dressing room. I always love seeing you, but I'm also annoyed that you're here. Are you really annoyed that I'm here? You no, say that a lot. No, no, no. Actually, I was really looking forward to you oh, being thank here. You. Yes, I know you're not annoyed. I know no, you're no, happy I always love seeing you. Yes. Like, it's one of those wonderful things where your stress level uh, makes me feel more calm. It's wonderful. It's. I'm glad I could be of service. <laughs> Appreciate that. I don't know if I can, should, I don't know if I should take that as a compliment or not. Amy, does he do the same for oh, you? Oh, hi, Amy. Amy's here too. Hi, everyone. And guess what? Amy's still pregnant. Still pregnant. Overdue, in fact. But I've been told that I'm going to be induced next week. So actually, by the time this airs, I'll probably be in labor. Okay, so would you be jarred if I suddenly like pop up in between your legs? <laughs> that would be here. fantastic. That would actually be fantastic. I would laugh. So oh. that, like that would distract. That'd be well, very distracting. Are you sure? I mean, I don't know if you want to do that. But. Oh, I totally want to do it. But I just don't know. I, I I think at that point you might be really annoyed. We'll 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 give it a whirl. <laughs> okay, Sim. Can we get some I feel feedback? your anxiety. Yes, yes. Well, we can. my anxiety is because we don't have a baby yet. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. Other than yeah. that, I think our All listeners right. could understand where I'm coming from here. But anyways, I'm fine now. Did you say your researchers are coming? Our listeners, researchers. Oh, listen- I don't know. That's what I thought you said because I don't listen all that well. <laughs> <laughs> we got some feedback from the Constance episode from last week from Simone. Simone in Portland. Her subject was Sim Nailed It. This is why I'm reading it, by the way. I didn't have time to read all of the feedback because of what's happening right now, but I did see the subject line saying Sim Nailed It, so I figured I'd read that one. And this was uh, concerning Holly, who moved to Portland, and she was dealing with her ex-boyfriend, and you remember that one, right? I'll just read it. Hey, Anna. Hey, Sim. Love the podcast. You two crack me up every week. I just got done listening to the episode with Constance Zimmer, and I have some feedback about the advice that Anna gave to Holly, who moved to Portland and was dealing with her ex-boyfriend. Uh-oh. I have to say, Sim nailed it. Shoot. Holly is not into her ex, and she's not being clear about it. I think one thing Anna does really well is protect slash give the female perspective the benefit of the doubt. I really respect that, and I think the world would be a better place if more people practice that, but... Sometimes that means missing out on a legitimate male perspective. Sim kept chiming in with the fact that Holly wasn't actually into her ex. Exactly right. From his perspective, she is a self-proclaimed commitment phobe who left her boyfriend for no other reason than she was moving to a new city. But nothing other than that was wrong. She is also the one who is keeping in touch with him from a distance and texting all the time like they are together, possibly because she needs a familiar comfort while she adjusts to a new city. She is also the one who hasn't mentioned that she is seeing other people. Neither of them are being manipulative on purpose, but if responsibility has to be assigned, it's been her responsibility to tell him the truth about where he stands in her life. I really don't blame him for thinking she's still into him. All the signs she sent since leaving have been foggy at best. On another note, I'm obsessed with your Deal Breakers game, and I've been playing with my friends. I think you guys should write a deck of Deal Breaker cards and sell them as merch. I'd be all over that. Thanks so much for the laugh, Simone. Simone, thank you so much. And thank you also for, for listening and thank you for your feedback. And thank you for saying that I was right. So maybe fuck you, Simone. I mean, Sim even though I love you. a lot of validation today. <laughs> I needed some validation. I no, but it's it. true that I, like, I know that we work hard at trying to protect our listeners, whatever. Like, but but it, it, it means a lot to always have additional perspective. And, um, and I, sometimes I think you and I, Sim, we haven't really acknowledged this, but we do sometimes fall into a little bit of good, good cop, bad cop. I know. I know. A few people have acknowledged that over email. I think that's good, though. 
I think it's good because I feel like you're just inherently a kinder person than me. I think we're both equally cruel. (laughs) (laughs) And kind. (laughs) What'd they do back in the old times? What'd they do back in the day? Like in the early days of television, you know, 21 was sponsored by Geritol. So I was like, they had like one sponsor cover everything. I said, maybe we could reach out to a sponsor and see if they'll sponsor the podcast. And I remember Scott Mosier, the guy I've been doing Smodcast with for 11 years. He was just like, I don't think we could reach out to Pampers and Wonder Bread with the shit we talk about. I was like, I don't think we'd have to reach out to them. But I remember there was a Zach and Mary make a pornos movie we made a few years ago. There was a fleshlight joke in the movie. Like, I think the earliest fleshlight joke in a motion picture. That's my fucking bragging rights right there. So because of that joke, after the movie come out, I get a letter from the guy who runs Fleshlight, and he's like, we thought it was amazing you talked about the product and shit. If you ever want to do a Zach and Mary branded Fleshlight, like, let us know. And I thought that was brilliant, and I gave it to the people who made the movie, but they didn't follow through and stuff. So I always had that letter because it was a fun talking point, like, oh, my God, the male fuck toy people reached out. So wait, Sim. Yes. You need to thank Kevin (laughs) for getting laid, essentially. The Fleshlight. Well, I mean, the Fleshlight's a great training tool. Yes. And let me tell you something. Fleshlight came in handy. I was at, when I was introduced to the Fleshlight, by virtue of the fact that we reached out to them and they were like, hey, we'll, we'll fucking give you money for your podcast. Like, and that covered our server costs. They sent us a box of product. And so at that point, you know, it had always been theoretical. Like, my wife has had a vibrator for like ever. And I never had anything on my nightstand. And suddenly they sent me a box of something. And I was like, the war is on. Like, it's, 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 we're going to have a, a detente. A box of what? Fuck toys. Sorry. Fuck toys. Yes, um, it basically, what kind of fuck toys? So you had like a, like a silicone vagina. I didn't. They sent them to me. You make it sound like I was seeking it out. This Listen, is chopped up I, on no, my No, I feel like they're very generous. They were. They gave me nine. And I really only needed one. So I, I really, they sent them, I think, just to be like, hey, you can pull them out. You can talk about it. I like to stuff. imagine, though, that each one was a different character. There was. Ones were built into beer cans. They all look like something else, right? It's like a transformer, but you fuck it. And so it looks like a can of beer, and then you open it, and then there's all these horrible things inside to insert yourself into. So before we did our first ad for it, I was like, I guess we should, like, I can't reasonably fucking tell people to buy this if I haven't tried it. So we tried it, and not together, me and my producer, Scott Mosier, he's my co-host. You guys tried it together. He tried it separately, I tried it. We've never done it in the same room, but, you know, we have been doing the podcast 11 years. If we get to 20 years, we will do it in the same room. It's sort of my fantasy. Oh, can I be there for it? If you want to watch that on a Ferris, you are more than welcome, but you've never seen middle-aged, over-the-hill men fucking rubber before it'll change you no no no. in a horrible way no you think you want to see it oh it's just like whenever somebody says you did you ever see a beheading on the internet and you're like no and then they fucking show you without asking if you want to see it and then you're changed forever i just want to see like the competitive element to it oh you think i'd be in a race yeah no i'm the turtle slow and steady man yeah like i'm doing this on my terms my whole career has been on my terms you think i'm gonna fuck on scott mosier's terms When it comes to fucking a flashlight, no way. The competition dies. I'm not very competitive. Are you competitive? Is that how you get your own fucking dressing room on the Warner Brothers lot? Kids, just to lay it out for you and shit. My God. I walked in. There's a whole fucking cake. They're like, here, for you, Anna Ferris, because you're so special. So this is amazing. Is this what it looks like, man? This is dope. You get to live here while the show's going on? Oh, yeah. Is that mean the show's doing well? 
Like, do all the rooms look like well, this? I got to tell you, uh, I stole this dressing room. From? Uh, from Janie? our director. A director had this room? Yeah. They don't need it. They should be on set at all times. Exactly. Yep. I, was, I say that as a guy who, you know, yeah. so from time Thank to time you. has been known to quote unquote. I just wanted the window. Yep. Exactly. I, I needed a little like optimism. In and it's, it's on the second floor. Yeah. Which is like beneficial. Oh, completely. Um, this is just to build you a word picture. It's bigger than where you fucking live. I'm telling you right now, whoever's listening to this, I don't care who you are. It's fucking massive. So this is where you are when you're not pretending to be. I've got a working else. toilet that right over there. Uh, I've got a window. I've got these weird posters and uh, we get the leftovers from craft services. Is that where that cake came from? You're not telling me on leftovers. Totally. Bullshit. That's what? a, you're special actress. Uh, cake. I've uh, seen those before. Uh. I've given those before. That's what that is. That's just like, it's, you know how we keep her on the same you. page with us? Give her a cake every day. Uh, can we get back to the masturbating thing for just a second? Totally, man. Um, I would not compete is all I'm saying. Uh, and not because I'm like, I'm so good. I don't need to compete. Like if I'm competing, that means I'm going fast. Fast. If I'm going fast, even at the weight I am now, I've recently lost 50 pounds, you would see undulating flesh going back and forth. I'd probably get pegged in the eye by one of my flat tits. So at that point, I ain't competing at all. <laughs> okay, but wait, would there be group viewing of like porn or individual like mags? Do you or... assume that I'm the kind of person that needs that to get started? I do. I, uh, the fleshlight is, I think, exciting enough, to be honest with you. It's just transgressive enough that I mean, well, this goes into untoward territory, but I throw it out to all women in general. You don't have to, you can just dive into a vibrator, right? It's not like, I need to light a few candles and romance uh, myself. No, no, it's not that. Well, for me, it's not. I don't mean to speak for my entire gender. Step up, speak for them all. I like, I like a little literature. So now when you say literature, is that words? Yeah. Or you like to look at magazines or no 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 I like no, no I, I like um, I like stories. So you'll read like an Ani East Nin thing yes. and be like, oh fuck. Sounds like a dentist's office in there. Yeah. Um, I don't really need you know that much. Just even the thought of like, oh, I might orgasm. This is exciting and bang, things stand at attention. Still. Yeah, yeah, 48, and it still worked. And coming off of almost dying. Seven months ago, I had a heart attack. So. I know, I'm sorry about that. Oh, I'm not. It changed my life. I lost a bunch of weight, and I'm still alive. It teaches you. It's like the third act of Scrooge. Suddenly, you're like, everything's a blessing, you know, and shit like that. So it was great. It totally worked out. And it wasn't even painful. So it wasn't even like I was like, oh, my God, I was in agony, and then I changed my life. I just thought I couldn't catch my breath. Whole time, when I got to the hospital, the doctor was like, I'm Mark Ladenheim, nice to meet you. I said, hey, man, how are you? He goes, what's the problem? I said, I can't quite catch my breath. He goes, okay, well, pain level, scale of zero to 10, where are you? I said, negative three. He goes, well, you're doing this all wrong. I said, what do you mean? He goes, if you're in the middle of a massive heart attack, you should be in a lot of pain. I said, well, I'm not in the middle of a massive heart attack. He goes, you are. They didn't tell you? He's like, they waited for me to tell you. You're in the middle of a massive heart attack. He's like, I could get you upstairs because if it's what I think it is, we got to move fast. Is so that you when you, did you, did you feel a surge of panic? I mean, I heard, no, because I was because you were off in the middle. Ass. Oh, good. Okay. I had I was shooting in the middle of shooting two comedy specials. We were supposed to shoot two specials that night that were going to turn into a Showtime special, which is already up and running. You watch it on Showtime now. It's called Silent but Deadly. That I love it that you're plugging before. I have to. I have to. I was the title before I knew I was having the heart attack. So it was Silent but Deadly is what we were calling it because I played Silent Bob once. So in the middle of two shows. We had a break. You do, I was supposed to do an hour break, then do another hour. I did two hours because I was just on a roll. And then we were going to take a break and do the second show. Um, and then they cut all that together into one show. That's pretty much how they do comedy specials. So uh, after the first show, I couldn't catch my breath. Like I was sitting there going like, 
I could breathe, but I can't go all the way up, ring the bell and come back down. This is weird. And I started sweating, but I sweat when I fucking breathe. So that didn't mean anything to me. And then I started getting cold. Then I chased people out of the green room because I was like, I felt like I was going to get sick. And like, I'm like an animal when I get sick. I just want to go off to the woods and fucking die by myself. So I was like, everyone, can you guys get out? Laid on the floor, threw up, and I never threw up. It wasn't chunky. It was just bile. But I was like, that's fucking weird. I never throw up. So I looked for a couch to lay down. And I was like, I need a couch, I think. And I couldn't get comfortable and shit. I was turning left and right. Could not catch my breath. So I stood, I, you know, you self-diagnose in moments like that. You're like, I'm a doctor. I, I know what I should do. And I sat in a chair and put my hands over my head because I was like, this will facilitate breathing. So I'm sitting in the chair with my arms over my head and shit. Look like I'm celebrating a touchdown. And then uh, Jordan Muse, uh, Jordan Monsanto, her name is, Jason Muse's wife. She runs our company. She was there and she's like, um, I canceled the second show. I was like, why the fuck would you do that? She's like, I've never seen you be sick and this is really scary. I've never seen this before. And I was like, ah, uh, well, I really don't feel well. I would ne- honestly, like, I'm okay that you canceled. I know we did two hours, so we can cut an hour out of that, right? She's like, don't worry about the special. She's going, but this is scary. I was like, all right, maybe I should go to a doctor. And she says, it's Sunday night, they're all closed. So I called an ambulance. I said, what the fuck did you do that for? You're going to find out I was just too high. This is going to be embarrassing. Fucking turn that around. She's like, I can't, they're here. And when you call an ambulance, the fire department comes. God knoweth why. Six fucking brawny ass firemen came in, man. And some of them were younger, young enough to be like, oh shit, Silent Bob, why is he celebrating a touchdown? So they came in, I was like, hey. And then they said, "Uh, we're here because somebody's in the middle of an episode. I said, yeah, somebody else called for y'all. And then the medics come in, guy and a girl and stuff, Bobsy twins. She got like this kit and he's got the cuff. And they're they're, like, they're, they're probably asking you like, are you on anything, sir? No. First thing they asked me, they go, what's your name? I said, uh, Kevin Smith. And they're like, okay, Mr. Smith, we need to know. I said, hey, Mr. Smith's my father. They're like, we've heard that joke before. We're, we're rushing here. We need to know what's going on with you. I said, I can't breathe. I said, I can breathe, but I can't go up all the way. It's My breath is shallow. feels weird, and I've been sweating, but I sweat when I breathe and blah, blah, blah. So the dude's cuffing me up and doing that, and the lady is uh, opening like up this kit. The image of cuffing, whatever. Okay. He was cuffing me up doing I blood pressure. I just like thing. the idea of you being arrested while you're having a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. yeah, put your hands behind your back. <laughs> they read me my rights. Um, so the lady, she opens up her tackle box, got a bunch of wires in it, looks very medical. Without even asking me, she yanks my fucking top up. And, you know, I was 256 at that point. Every titty I had fell out onto the floor. I was like, whoa, and I yanked my shirt down. And I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, we got to put stuff on you. We got to put these leads on you. I was like, I don't lift up my shirt ever. I said, I've been married nearly 20 years. I still haven't taken my fucking shirt off. I said, please never do that again. She goes, well, how am I going to get this on you? I said, I will hold the shirt up open. You reach up under it and shit. Use my nipples as like, you know, landmines or whatever, landmarks. And then you could do it that way. And she looks at the guy and the guy's just like, he goes like this because he's like, we're not going to get anywhere with this guy. So she reaches up and starts doing that. He's reading my blood pressure. And he goes, Kev, do me a favor. Open your mouth. And I said, all right. And I did. And he goes, I'm going to put something in it. I lift your tongue. And I did. And he sprays some shit in my mouth. And he goes, close your mouth. And I did it. And then he went back to work. And I remember thinking like, so fucking weird. It's against everything my parents ever taught me in life. Like if a stranger comes to you and says, open your mouth. I'm going to put something in it. You don't, you say fucking no, but he was wearing a uniform. So I would have put anything in my mouth at that point. I was like, ah, so then all of a sudden he goes, you know what? We're going to take you to the hospital. And I said, please don't do that. This is fucking embarrassing, dude. I just smoked. I smoked three joints earlier today. I smoked one big fat one before I got on stage. That's all this is. I promise you. And he goes, nah, we're close. We're real close to the hospital. So better safe than sorry. Let's just check in. Are you cool with that? I was like, I guess. He goes, you ever been to the hospital before? I said, I visited people and shit. He goes, well, you never been in. I said, no. And he goes, oh, you're going to have a good time. 
And I said, really? He goes, yeah, we'll let you do the siren. I said, all right. So they bring me out the back of the club, right? And did you, you got to do the siren? I did. They bring me out the back. There's a crowd of people who are ready to go to the second show who were told he's not doing a second show. And they didn't tell him why because nobody knew. All they knew was I threw up. So the word that they said was he's got food poisoning. So as I was being wheeled out, like in the fucking chair to the ambulance, there's the whole crowd for the second show. And they're like, woo, go get him, Kevin, shit like that. And I see one guy going like this. He's making that universal, you know, uh, Finger into the throat. Yeah, thing. Va, va, like he, he well, I didn't know what it meant. I was like, "Are you fucking telling me to suck your dick as I get put in an ambulance? You rude piece of shit!" But it was a guy going, "I heard you were sick. You're like food poisoning." I didn't hear that part of the story and shit. So I get to the hospital. The fucking doctor's just like, "You're having a heart attack." I had no fucking clue at that point, man. I was like, "What?" He's like, "Yeah." He's going, "You're this is this is what a heart attack feels like." I'm getting, I'm scared as you're recounting this story. I which lived is through it. Hysterical. I was, but man, I was it's blamed. hard to like so to me, I was, laugh. I, I mean, was it's, so it's level like, the whole time. I mean, you're delivering it in a hysterical way, but man, I'm scared. Don't be. Okay, wait. A couple of questions, though. Yeah. I know that you've had, and I, and I don't want to get too much into this because we've got a bit to do, but did Is it Is there an agenda? Oh, we, do I yeah. see oh, paper yeah. over there? Yep, 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 yep. Is that yep. how you conduct yourselves on oh, podcasts? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You guys come prepared, I see. Mm. But um, did it change your sort of spiritual view? Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, not really, because I was always fairly spiritual cat. Uh, yeah. um, it didn't make me go, oh, shit, these are the things that are important in life. I always knew that. Um, it didn't hit me on that level. It did remind me how fucking mortal I am. And I don't know if it's this case with you, but those of us that like wind up in the business of show, get paid to make pretend for a living. You, since you're, you're being paid essentially to act in a childish way, not to be a child or be childish, but you're getting paid to do something kids do for fucking free. So as an adult, when you look at that on the scale of things one could get paid to do, acting, making movies, all this shit, that's getting paid to make pretend. You're already way ahead of the rest of the world at that point and shit. Like you cracked the code, you won the lottery, it's all fucking good. But even with that, man, like it's possible to keep the level head of knowing like shit, all this, I'm already breathing rarefied air. This is fucking awesome. I was always fairly together i had a good head on my shoulders i was i mean although i was a catholic up until like i was 29 um but i've always had a pretty strong spiritual center when i was dying on the table because the doctor tells me when i get up into the, the doctor OR, tells you while you're having a heart attack that you're you're dying hey man i like your movies he was you're awesome dying. oh my god i love this guy he saved my life he was just on the phone today he called me about my blood work he's like we got your blood work it's all great man he right went through all my triglycerides and all that shit and then he goes, hey, man, if I invited you over for dinner, would you come over? I said, fuck yeah, man, absolutely. Invite me and a wife or we'll be there in a heartbeat. all right. And I hung up. My wife goes, did you just invite us to somebody's house for dinner? I said, that motherfucker saved my life. I'll eat out his ass if he asks me to. Of course I'm going to go over his house. So when I was on the table in the OR and shit, 
Dr. Leidenheim, he goes, um, Dr. Leidenheim. Hey, shout out. Shout out to Dr. Leidenheim. Guy saved my life. I mean, if if I was if I was like I was in Gotham and somebody was about to shoot me and fucking Batman saved my life. Do you know how often I reference Batman? I'd be like, shout out to Batman. I'd be telling that story like crazy. This guy is the Dr. Batman. He saved my life in the Gotham of my corroded fucking oh, heart. God, there should be an evil doctor that like Like Dr. Said. Giggles? Oh. That was an old movie. Oh, all right. Anyway, moving on. Sorry. Go, go, go back. I'm, um, I just right, got so distracted on by I want to be an evil doctor at some point. Dr. Leidenheim, not evil, so good at what he does. He pops up and he goes, okay, I got to go up through your groin, through your femoral artery, into the heart. He's going, uh, I want to check that out. He did that. And I was on fentanyl. I didn't know. I thought I was just blazed, but they, they put me on a fentanyl fucking drip. They, when they brought me out of the operation, my wife was there and she was all upset. And she's like, are you all right? I was like, if that's a fucking heart attack, give me nine more. That was easy. And she goes, what do you want, drugs? And I said, no, they didn't give me nothing. I was sober for that whole fucking thing. And the doctors right behind me go, he's way hopped up on fentanyl right now. So while I was laying there, he goes, um, well, he goes, oh, it's what I thought. You're 100% occluded in your LAD. I said, what does that mean? He goes, you've got 100% blockage in the main artery that comes across the front of your heart. He's going, so what we have to do is open that up. We're going to have to put a stent in you. You know what that is? I said, yeah, my mom's got a stent in her heart. It's a little tiny pencil lead thing that is made in wire mesh. They stick it in your artery and open it up because my artery was all clogged by a bunch yeah. of gross shit that I've eaten since I was a child. So he's like, we're going to do that. And I, he goes, you know what a stent is? I said, yeah, my mom's got a stent in her heart. And he goes, oh, do you have a history of heart problems in your family? I said, no, my mom's got a stent, that's all. Plus my dad died of a massive heart attack at age 67. So he was like, we got to go fucking fast. He goes, but before we dive into this, Kev, he goes, I know you like comic books. I said, I do. He goes, you know what they call that artery runs across the front of your heart? I said, no. He goes, it's called the Widowmaker. I said, Why? And he goes, because in 80% of the cases of 100% occlusion, the patient always dies. He's going, but you're going to be I, in the 20%. I wonder that you asked why. I, yeah, I know. Well, you know, I was curious and I was baked. I <laughs> yeah, said, but- why? And he, go, he, go, he told me and he goes, but you're going to be in the 20% because I'm good at my job. And then he disappeared into my crotch like the white rabbit and fucking just made magic. And the whole time I was laying on the table... I went through a series of things. I wasn't sitting there. I wasn't angry. I wasn't fucking like, I certainly didn't beg God for forgiveness or to extend my life. I figured I made dogma. God would be like, go fuck yourself. So I didn't waste time with any of that stuff. Plus it seemed like presuming on a friendship, an imaginary one, but a friendship nonetheless, like fucking save me. That's what I thought about. I was like, you've had so much like, yeah, you're 47. I was 47 when it happened. And I was like, but look at the fucking life you've gone on. You got to do more things than you ever fucking imagined and shit like that. Like if this is the, price you got to pay like you're gonna die early yeah it's early you thought you'd live much longer than this but if this is the price you pay like punch ticket and fucking go home man like pay Sharon, get on a fucking boat and cross the sticks don't be a bitch who hangs out digging his claws into the fucking ground go no no i want to stay and i always assumed i'd be that guy i'm terrified of fucking dying i'm not brave at all no courage all cowardice and shit but the notion of being told point blank you got a 20% chance of dying in the next hour if I fuck this up and an 80% chance of fucking being dead when this is all over. Suddenly I was going like, well, you've lived your whole life with your head up your ass, staring at yourself, navel gazing and whatnot. This is it. You may not get the chance after this and shit like that. What are your closing thoughts? So I sat there thinking about the last 47 years 
And I was just grateful. That was it. The whole time I was just like, oh my God, what are the chances? Like I thought about my parents a lot because I was like, you could really fuck up a kid. I'm a parent now and I know how easy it is to fuck up a kid and shit. My parents didn't know shit about shit when they started having kids, right? They had two before me, my brother and sister. And I was like the late in life kid. Like my mom miscarried before and after me and stuff. Wasn't quite the cocktail baby. But by the time I came around, they were like, you know, we've done it once or twice. We still don't know what we're doing. They got lays off fair and shit like that. Like I was the one they let play with dynamite and shit like that. So, you know, I was like, God, they did a great job. And they never made me do anything. Never made me like fit into some fucking box after high school. Like you got to go to college, like your brother and sister. You got to normie it up, sheep it up or anything. They just kind of let me develop at my own speed. And when I was like, I want to make a movie, which at that point I might as well have said like, I want to be an astronaut. That seemed more likely than what I was fucking proposing. Never once were either of them like, are you fucking dumb or something? We don't live in that world. They were just like, all right, well, you know, figure it out. We'll be here if you need help. They lent me money, which was so weird because they had no, we were broke. We were like almost a welfare family and shit. But my mom found like three grand that they put up the house for so I could like rent the camera package to make the movie. Do you give good gifts? I don't know. You'd have to ask them. I think of myself as a great gift giver. And then every once in a while you realize you're so, you live with your head so far up your ass doing your own things, making shit that you forgot people's birthdays and major occasions. Oh, and fuck shit yes. Like I, all the time. Yeah. Yes. Sweet Michael Sherman over there knows that. that Is that I, the case? Yeah. Yeah. He's I don't, nodding. I don't He's remember like, fuck anything. Yeah, she's thoughtless. It's never been my strong suit, but definitely like the last 10 years who just, because I, I think partly because I'm not sentimental in that way. Is that right? Yeah. You're like, fuck others. Well, uh, no. <laughs> no, but but it's sort of like, I, I like spontaneous gratitude. Right. Well, as long as you, like, if you give Mike, Michael, 12 major gifts every, you know, one gift a month, and then the fucking birthday's not a big deal, right? Because you're like, she's always showering me shit. Is that the way it is? Yeah. I don't mean to put of. you on the spot. He's like, I had to get this cake myself, Kevin. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. As long as you're given over giving in other areas, I feel like if you forget a birthday, you know, fuck you, but still you're a little bit covered. I once had somebody say, very famous person say to me about somebody unrelated. They were like, I think if you want people to know it's your birthday, you should have, you should tell them. You should have to inform them. Fuck yes. Really? Oh, You agree yeah. with that person? Because oh, that was one of the most repugnant yes. thoughts I'd ever heard in my life. Really? Yeah. I was like, what the oh. fuck kind of bullshit is that? You oh got to tell people it's your birthday? God, yes. If it's important to you, yes. Oh. Yes. Because for me, like, I my birthday is November 29th. It's right after Thanksgiving. It's never been, like, everyone's tired. Even, like, when I was in third grade, mm. whatever, it, it's... It's it's like in I grew up north of Seattle, so it was always gloomy. I Where north that, of Seattle, like Olympia? Where? Edmonds. Get the fuck out of here! I've been there. You have? I know the area. Of, I know Washington quite a bit. But anyway, back to your story. I hate to. No, 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 no. Um, uh, no, no, no. It's um, we'll, we'll get into Edmonds talk later. But no, anyway, it's a glue. It's a, very, a lot of fucking empty promises with you. You've told me a lot of yep, things we're gonna yep. get into later, and I'm gonna know for a fact they're gonna drag your ass to that set any minute. So quit lying to me, lady. <laughs> but no, I just don't. I like to prepare myself for disappointment. Okay, so you've had this fabulous life where you're fucking famous. You've been in movies, you're on TV and shit like that. You yeah. know you're in like the fucking, not the 1%, but the 1% of the 1%. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like I... So here's like, the continuation, the actual question part. That was the setup. Here's the second part. Ready? Okay, the yeah. part with the actual question mark. The quotation, you know, at the end. Punctuation, here it comes. 
<laughs> do you really need to celebrate your birthday no, anymore? Exactly, no. right? Like, I don't fucking fuck celebrate weekends, no. birthdays. No. Life is one long weekend, and what, every get, day is I, your birthday. I, I There's do a fucking exactly. cake on the table. Exactly. You seem like you got a good head on your shoulders. I don't, Outside but you, thank no. you. I appreciate that. <laughs> My bad. I, I gave up on shit like that. I'm like, that's for people that don't get to feel special but once or twice a year uh, right it's, every day in my life somebody somewhere whether they're total strangers in the on the internet or real people in real life i meet and are very nice kevin to me i, I have the same cynical feeling to, well uh, about weddings that was the opposite of cynicism i think no no but but about about weddings i don't need a special day no like i i i feel like i want intimacy because like most of most people in our industry i think know how to turn on an extroversion element of, of their personality, but 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 mostly are introverts. Yeah, I would agree. And egotistical introverts. Oh, oh I'd agree there. Yeah, I mean we we have a fucking podcast. Yeah, I've got nineteen, so I got you beat. <laughs> we we I've been like, doing it for we... eleven years. I've got I think six now at this point. <laughs> like it wasn't enough. I was thinking about it as I drove over here. I was like, she's smart. She's got a podcast. Why do I have six? Because I just like to hear the sound of my own voice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, but but and because this is an intimate format, though, too, that it appeals to to that element. And I I started with the intimate format, like me and Scott Mosier started Smodcast, just two dudes in a room, bullshit, whatever we want to talk about and stuff. Same idea here. And it wasn't and then, it, like for me, it was shocking that 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 people wanted to listen. Not me. I mean, I, 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 I it wouldn't be shocking to me that people would want to listen to you. You're fucking famous. Like, quit. Come on, look. Act when they're paying you. Don't act in this fucking room. Of course people be interested no, in anything you no, have no. to fucking that's say. How, that's how fucking naive I was, though. I really, I ordered microphones off Amazon. Right. And I was like, I don't know, maybe a few people will listen to this idea. Right. And I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, your fa- what the format fa- is. Your false modesty is, is killing me it's right not, now. It's not. Of no, course no, no, you no, knew no, people no, would listen no, no, on no, affairs. No. Now, now those no, of no, us who no. now are I'm not arrogant. fucking massive stars, when we started a podcast, we didn't know if anyone Fuck would listen. You, but I had Fuck an audience, you. so Fuck I knew some people you. would tune in. Fuck you, Kevin. But you right. know you, no, you knew listen. people were listening. Listen, I'm trying. Now we're gonna get to we're gonna get to the heart of the matter. Oh right? my god, the promised yeah. topics. Here yeah. we go. Okay. I you, see you got papers. Yeah, I got papers, man. Did you really need to? Papers. Here, I'm just. I'm not. It's not a competition. Just like the fucking the flashlight wouldn't have been, but. Like, if someone's like, you're going to interview Anna Ferris today, do you know how many papers I'd have in my hand right now? How many? None. Fuck you. None. What a dick. None. I'm just saying. So what, I'm just you, saying. I've been paying ask, attention to your you, career. What would you ask me? I would open with, do you remember when we were on that I was gonna ask Australian you that. talk yes. show together? What the fuck was that? That was a guy who's very well known in Australia. Yes. But we, did we do it here or there? I, I think we did it here. We did it here. So uh, we were, I forget the name of the guy. He's great. But when I went over to he's Australia great. recently, like I saw him. He was, he's like the fucking, like Jimmy Fallon of fucking Australia. He's on like the, all the time. I think that's the only time we've met or that was it. Out. We were on a show. The guy was doing a version of it here in America. And so me and, and Anna here were couch guests and whatnot. Yeah, You're that was going back like a few years ago. my name correctly, even though that's been our only encounter. What, what are the options? Well, sometimes our Auto? podcast guests... <laughs> We'll say, oh, Anna? Anna. Yeah, and, and I, I don't have the heart to correct them because it's, it's, more, my, it's, it's like my, Anna Karenina, right? It's, yes, yes, that's, the, that's, that's my other career path. <laughs> have <laughs> you two ever seen a movie called My Favorite Year? I've heard of them, but I haven't seen it. Um, the kid's modern equivalent is Get Him to the Greek. Have you ever seen yes. that? Yeah. Okay, Get Him to the Greek was kind of taken from My Favorite Year, which is this amazing movie about um, Mark Lynn Baker, I think was the actor's name. He was one of the guys from that was Perfect on Strangers. Perfect Strangers. And Peter O'Toole 
is the famous movie star who goes to work on a your show of shows type show for one week. And so the guy from Mark Lynn has to babysit Peter O'Toole. I think you guys should watch that movie together. I think you would enjoy its dynamic. I think you would sit Kevin, there, slowly look you, at one another. Do you know how much time... <laughs> We spend together. together. We spend a lot of time together. I promise you it enhances your relationship. Number one, it's a great movie to watch, and you're a wonderful actress, and you're a comedian, so you should watch this because there are funny performances in it. It's an all-time great performance by Peter Dear Diary, Kevin Smith is assigning me to watch a movie with Sam. What did I... I didn't ask nothing from you. All I ask (laughs) is you watch a movie. Is that a lot to ask for? No, no, You did ask something of me. What did I say? You asked me to listen to like a 30 minute monologue of your heart attack, <laughs> which granted, my bad. You invited me of, over. I was told a lot to talk. Of life lessons. It was one of these podcasts where people talk, they say. I see, I'd never been on a podcast before. This is my first one. And I came out from New Jersey to be on it. I took a stayed for a week at the Oakwood Apartments, just, which are now the Viva or whatever the fuck, just to prepare myself for this, my very first podcast. And now I you're ju- telling I me I did it wrong on affairs? Yeah, yeah. I just want you to tell us again, though. What are, what are the life lessons? Tell us what Number happened. Number one, the if whole you thing. breathe just, heavy, just, just redo you could the be having a heart attack. 30-minute fucking monologue. Number two, kids appreciate your Again. parents. Number three, uh, your Don't sister is hiding Twinkies a book under her bed. Debbie's. Number four, uh, <laughs> she, didn't, she doesn't need a birthday party or Christmas or a wedding. He you heard it here life. first. Number five, cake every day when you're an actress, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> and it's my show and I do the talking. <laughs> Number six, there's a lot of things. Get a stint. <laughs> Get Doesn't a matter stint. where you put it. <laughs> yeah, that was very crucial where they put mine, right in the LAD. Saved yeah. my life. Good. Yeah. Good. Sorry to take it real there. No, no. You actually looked me straight in the eyes when you said that. So I do take that seriously. I was, seriously. I was just saying. And someday when I'm on your podcast, I'll be like, Kevin, you were right. I, I you, got a, do you I want got to come stint? be on my podcast? Yeah, I would love to. Oh my God, I have no kidding. I'm, I'm, those, I'm, I'm sure you have a bunch of people that I've never heard me talk before. I've never thought about that right until now. Because you probably have a way different, way bigger podcast audience than I have. Oh, that's sweet, but I don't think so. I mean, you might. I mean, Smodcast, we may be just because we've been around for 11 years. So, like, you know, the subscriptions just build up over the years. That's a fucking juggernaut. But. You're fucking famous. Like, uh, there was an article recently in Hollywood Reporter about, like, podcasts hosted by famous fuckers, and you were one of them. I was another one, but you were one of them. <laughs> so, so I, yeah, I, those who listen to me right Kevin now. Kevin gave me a compliment. A huge compliment. Um, there, I've got Smodcast I do, Hollywood Babylon, Jay and Silent Bob Get Old, Education. Fat Man on Batman. Those are the five that I'm currently I love doing. it when our Please guests like, are podcast. able to plug themselves because oh, that we, way I, we I don't began have the podcast talking about plugging myself with a flashlight. So at the end of the day, it feels, feels it makes sense to come full circle. But you are more than invited to come to my yeah. house and be on my yeah. podcast. And let me tell you, when you tell a story, I'll appreciate it. I oh. won't criticize you oh. for it at the end of the oh. show. You will, I won't make you, you feel bad not, for you talking not, about the life, you the moment where you almost died. To let me tell a story. I'm just saying some cats would have heard that story and been like, yeah, I'm just glad I'm just he's alive to tell it. Some cats you were like, I can't believe I had to sit through the ramblings at some of an old man who nearly died. Did you hear me ask him about a sister? Because that was important. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you would please come please, to my house. Wait, so, t- so tell me, um, so you recently had a heart attack, right? <laughs> no, I don't talk about that anymore or publicly. That's private. <laughs> Can I have stuff for me on affairs? I don't, I don't want to share with the world. 
Do you really have callers on your podcast? Yeah, yes. this is an advice yeah. show. We give advice. To- I know yeah. you keep saying that. You keep like- talking like you've never heard of this. Po- you keep saying, hey, you know, your podcast, I'm sure it's doing well. You're famous. Our podcast is doing really fucking well. I, tell, I was just, yeah, you but, saw but it's, me But it's not because that. she's famous. It's because it's a good fucking show. Well, of course. Of course. We didn't start but out with honest, a big show. We weren't, let's like, be honest. We got a nice little boost. We got a nice little boost. How many celebrities do you know? We had a nice little boost in the beginning, but how many celebrities that you know have that pod fade where they do 10 episodes, they realize that they don't have an audience? I can tell you 10 celebrities off the top of my. Number one, I am not attacking you. Oh, so no, no, no. You no. Guys, <laughs> I, I believe I started by saying you guys have a massive podcast. But <laughs> you, you do have to allow if, if uh, Chad, no, Shannon or Amber, the two kids who had just auditioned for us in those sketches, yes. started their own advice podcast, even if you were helping them, probably wouldn't be as well received. It helps that you had a signal boost. Now, that gets them in the door. What keeps them in the door Thank is you. the quality. Thank you. So Thank that's you. where you get the bragging rights and right. stuff. You guys produce, and you put, brought up a very important, I know I'm talking too much and Anna's getting like so mad, but this is a compliment. You brought up a very valid point. A lot of people start this thing and then drop it. Exactly. Like the same way they start a diet or some shit. They think everyone My thinks they can have a podcast. My both of you, but particularly this one because she got another job. The fact that you do it over and over again, that's huge. You're bringing it back around. I know. I, I knew we had to end on you. Or you, get could, all you can saucy unlock and... the door, Michael Sherman. <laughs> no way. All right. So wait. Now I'm. Yeah. Do you want to do a quick break, or do you want to? What, what do you want to do? Do you want to do a five minute break and then get to calls? What? No. Or do you want to get right in? I think we should. Oh, what get right was so right exhausting right about that that needed right, a no, break, listen. Anna Ferris? <laughs> all right. Here. Sometimes here I have to urinate. Here's a sheet for you. Or what's this? We have about? two callers. So the here you go, Anna. That's oh, we've you. got background information on them. Yeah. yeah, they we actually vet the callers. I talk to them beforehand, and then we give them relationship advice or How advice on smart. anything. They that want. way, no like randos getting on the phone. Yeah, and being yeah. Like, hey, Anna Ferris. <laughs> I'm like, hey. <laughs> We're going to call Catherine first, and Catherine is in Nashville. I love it that you because I was going to bring that up. That. Oh yeah, you need you need a headset. She's in Nashville, and she's 25. Hello. Hey, Catherine. It's Sim. How are you? Anna, say hi to Catherine. Hi, Catherine. It's Anna. Hello. Hey, I'm here with Kevin Smith. Hi, Catherine. I'm an uh, old uh, director from before you were born, probably. Yes, age 25. Um. Oh, gosh. I'm a huge fan of both of you guys. Oh, I thank you, Catherine. Catherine, thanks so much for being a part of this crazy experiment. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. So, Catherine, tell us about the situation with one of your husband's best friend, or actually your husband's best friend. What happened? Yes. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Um, this is really overwhelming to talk about. Um, all four of us, meaning me, my husband, his friend, and his wife, we're all really, really close. To, like we're very very close I, I could see where this is going my husband met his friend like they they've known each other ever since high school so they're super close um and we just have a, a history but anyway the issue is is that one day um after work my friend or our friend texted me and he was like hey would you like to come over for dinner and I was like you know what sure I mean we always hang out with him so it's perfectly fine and once I got there um I figured out that his wife Jessica was not there so that was a little it was not to say alarming but it was just a little strange to me because we've never hung out just by ourselves but I didn't think anything of it because we're all super close friends and like Josh might as well just be a rock. Like he's just a friend. So I think nothing of it. I text my husband about it and um, we're, he's perfectly fine with it. He's like, yeah, you know, it's just, it's just Josh. Like it doesn't matter. So we end up having some cocktails and, have you know dinner and then our conversation takes a turn like we go from them trying to have kids to this whole scandalous like sex talk which is fine because like I'm a very open person anyway and I feel comfortable with my friends and so having this sort of conversation it's whatever but the issue kicks in when he inches a little too close and then he goes to grab my ass and that's when things turn bad um I didn't say anything about it I didn't freak out on him or anything like that but I have so many questions so I feel bad because like of course, I told my husband about it because I never hold anything from him. Like, we tell each other everything. So I had to tell him. I just, I kind of feel like I sold him out a little bit. And I honestly can't get over the guilt. Like, I just feel really bad. And his wife doesn't know. Why do you feel like you, when you say sold him out, like, will you elaborate a little bit on that? I, because he's such a good friend of mine, like I just feel like I put on that front of everything's okay while I was there. Here's my take. Ready? 
when you got friends, a couple that are your close friends with, um, human beings are human beings, man. Uh, and and uh, sometimes, you know, flirtation happens. Not hardcore flirtation and stuff like that, but like you wind up talking about more personal things you, than you would with a member of the opposite sex or you're not engaged in a relationship with and stuff. That's all fine and good. There's really nothing wrong with that. Uh, a guy grabs your ass, that's a completely different category. That is somebody who made a physical move on you. So it's not like, oh, you know, he was saying, he was. we were talking sex and it made me uncomfortable. He crossed a line. Like, of course you have every right to feel that way. Don't, you did not sell out on him at all. I mean, he shouldn't have done that. It's that simple. And, and when you talk about your history in, uh, in the past and, you know, I don't know if, there had been other hints of like, you know, back in the day being like, oh, I've always liked you on a drunken evening or, or whatever. It, and you don't even have to answer that. But, and I also know that feeling of like, oh, should I have done something more? Should I have like shouted at him or should I have like, you know, reprimanded him? But in the moment when you feel a little bit taken aback, you don't quite know what to do. Right. And that's a, that's an, actually, that's an excellent point because that brings me to my other point. I feel, I also have guilt because as his friend, I should have, and it all just didn't register until I was able to process it all. So I'll give myself that, but I feel bad because as his friend, I should have been like, you know, pause, think about what you're doing. Like I'm your friend. I'm your best friend's wife, you know, like, what did you I do instead? Said, what did, you know, like, but what, what did you do? I just kind of like brushed it off and acted like everything was okay. That's what I've done in the past. Yeah. I mean, I think I that's mean, a natural reaction uh, to a very yeah. uncomfortable, like, never mind the fact that he got physical, but just the, even if he were to put on front street, like, Hey, I like you. And I would like to be physical with you. That's an awkward position to be put in. You weren't looking for it. You weren't asking for it. You weren't dancing around the subject. Like a couple of times it's happened, that kind of situation has happened to me. I've giggled and I'm embarrassed that I did that. That's how I felt. I really didn't want to embarrass him. So when he got close to me, I just kind of like, you know, I brushed it off. I didn't want to hurt his pride, you know? Okay, so my opinion would be... I don't know. I mean, it's, it sounds like they're having, and you guys are young, but it sounds like your friends are having some marital issues and this guy is kind of, uh, you know, he's a predator and, and he clearly knew what he was doing by inviting you over alone. Um, and then the problem I'm having with this is that this was completely premeditated. He would, he invited her over to dinner alone, and he has a wife and his best friend. What did you tell your husband? Like when you, when he asked you why you're going alone, you just thought you're having dinner with the couple. Yeah, at first I did. Yeah, but then I got there and I was like, oh well, she's not here. That's a little weird. But I then you know whatever. And when you actually told him about what happened, what did he say? Wait, wait you're talking about the husband. The yes. husband, her husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he was. Well, my husband's already a very, like, it takes a lot for him to be that sort of aggressive. You know, like, you're not going to get that out of him. So when I told him, he was very like, oh, okay. And then later it became like, oh, this is a problem. Like, then he really started to show, you know. 
yeah, how he really it's, felt. It, and, it, it and, makes it really difficult to hang out again. It Trust has been yes. broken. And, okay, absolutely. Catherine, not to pull a thread that I, I shouldn't. Do you think that there was ever any like drunken talk uh, like between your husband and this dude of like, oh, we, yeah, we should all have a foursome? <laughs> no. So I have one last huge question, and this is the thing that's been bothering me the most. Um, so my husband has already spoken to his friend about it. Like he's already confronted him. Um, so that's already happened. But what's bothering me the most is that all three of us know minus his wife, like no one's had the ball to be like, she needs to know. Well, how, and so how did the friend deal with sort of the confrontation between your husband and him? Was he like, dude, I'm sorry. Like, we have yeah, a bit to drink. Yeah, of course. Super apologetic, like, on the verge of tears, like, super, super sorry. So he's trying to get he's trying to get you guys to forget about it. And do you want things to go back to normal? Is that what you want? Absolutely, because I'm definitely, I'm usually not a person who gives the benefit of the doubt. Like, once you fuck up, that's it. But... When it comes to such a close friend and like we have such a history, like all four of us, like I just want to be like, dude, what's happening? Like, was this just a low point? Like, tell me, you know, like I'm trying to help. Yeah, that's what every every man wants to talk about the mistake that they made. (laughs) Like he doesn't ever want to talk about it again, probably. As for whether or not to inform her, I mean, I that seems more his decision, right? I don't know. I, that would be my instinct, and also like Except to for avert the gra- ass grabby part uh, is what well, makes it weird. I, I think um, it's. Are you really close with her, Catherine? Yeah. Okay. And that's what's bothering me because if I were in this situation, I would definitely want to know. Uh, of course, because 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 eventually something may happen, and she's gonna feel like fuck you all for having this secret exactly and that's what i'm so scared of so i think you should ask your husband potentially of like about this scenario but i also think that um oh god here's my problem with this i'm having i'm sorry i'm having a major problem with this because if you guys were in a party or group situation, he was really drunk and then he made a pass at you or whatever. And then he, but this was completely premeditated. He he asked you out on a fucking date. You're right. You're right. So this is different. This is not something you can just sweep under the rug. So was she at work when you came over and you were like, Oh, where's Sarah or whatever? Did he say, yeah, I kind of thought that to myself, but I didn't, I wasn't like straight up like, Hey, like, where is she? Like, cause I didn't think anything of it, you know? But after, well, let me ask you this. You were in the moment. You had the feelings. Did you get the impression that he had arranged it for you two to be alone for this exact purpose? I honestly don't think so. I th- and I feel like I'm re- coming off as like really naive. No, because uh, <laughs> please don't, please don't beat yourself up anymore because I have been in similar situations. I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. Like I, I want to see the best in them. And then it's only when like, it's a little too far along where I'm like, Oh shit, this dude wants to fuck me. I w- I want you to relieve yourself of your guilt. I don't know. I don't know. When you spoke to me on the phone earlier today, Catherine, he seems you like told, a creep. Well, you told me that you guys were, he was like, get it. He actually propositioned sex. You mentioned sex or you had sex talk. What did he say to you? 
<sighs> you know, like, I feel like if we had met at a club or something, we would have hooked up type thing. Yeah, see, this, I, is, he, yeah, this is bad. I, he's lusting after you. I, I think, and he's probably, and he's feeling restless. So, oh, I, I hate to say it, but I think there needs to be a friendship breakup for a minute. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Sim is like, yes. <laughs> if I was, if I was your husband, this is unacceptable. I, I want to punch this guy in the face. Is what I want to do. I agree with you. Yeah, of course. That's how my husband felt. Yeah. You have to distance yourself, right? Like, at least for a while, and maybe it's some a discussion your husband can have. Like, listen, you know, whatever, dude. There was some weirdness that went on, and we're gonna like we're gonna we just don't want to hang out for a little bit and let's see sort of where we go from there um because i don't think it should be on on you necessarily and i'm but i am sorry it always sucks when friendships um when there's a there's a friendship breakup that's so helpful to hear though because like just that you said that it shouldn't be all on me like i didn't even think about that because like all of this i think is weighing completely on me And I feel like I'm the only one who is making any decisions or still feels like this is very unfinished. Yeah. And, and and I hate it that you're feeling guilty. Um, and, and I know that feeling of uneasiness when it's like, Oh, okay. Wait, this isn't exactly what I planned on for this evening. This is a little bit different than I thought, but it's like you power through and, but then you start to get that creepy feeling in your gut where it's like, okay, but I want to be a cool girl and like talk about whatever, all kinds of shit and, and feel alive and sexy and whatever. I, I, I've, I can't tell you how many times I've been there. It's four. <laughs> no, no, but um, can you tell us about dun, dun. each of the four times? <laughs> no, but, but can it, you do them out of order too, <laughs> from least important to the most effective? Well, it's a, and you know, it's really common for, guys to romanticize their friend's wife or girlfriend jesse's girl what jesse's girl is that what that song's about i wish that i was jesse Jess- no no i wish that i had jesse's girl is that what the lyrics are yes <laughs> makes a lot more sense when i sing it like that i wish that i had jesse's girl i i thought it was about a guy who loves his yeah. bestie so much he wishes he was his bestie's girlfriend I wish yeah. that I was Jesse's girl. Yeah. He's just so fun. You're, you're the one who should know this shit, man. Like Why? this is like Catholicism. I didn't make Boogie Nights. Is like based in like Catholicism is based on Jesse's girl. Yes. I you know I've, I'm a it's Ferris. Chi- I've been in church for a long time. I never heard him say Rick Rick Springfield once. You know, come on, don't covet like thy neighbor's wife, man. <laughs> Somewhere in there. Don't talk to strangers. I believe that was both a Rick Springfield song <laughs> and one of the commandments. <laughs> If I remember my calls. All right, we have to give her final advice. Oh, I think that you should have a long conversation with your husband about this. Tell him that um, that you feel like you've been you've been shouldering some of this guilt, and and truly, I recommend. I know you're going to miss them for a minute, and see what happens. But they're clearly having marital trouble, and this guy is a predator and doesn't have your husband's best interests in mind. And so they're going to go through their their shit. And I'm sorry, but. I think open communication with with your husband is is the best policy. But I have to tell you though that a lot of our listeners, I'm sure, have gone through something very similar because a lot of women go through this this very same issue. And um, so I'm sure we'll get 
we'll get a lot of feedback and please keep in touch. And I love you and thank you. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you for being so honest and vulnerable. I so appreciate it. And I love you. Love you too, guys. Thank you so much. Bye. 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 That's what happens. It happens a lot, right? It happens to everybody. I've never been hit on in my entire life. What do you mean never I've been hit never on? I've never been hit on. What I don't about know after, what that... after you were famous? Never. Think after about you me. were famous? Because I'm, I'm not famous yeah, but... where people are like, I want to fuck his brains whoa, whoa, whoa. out. They're like, oh, I want to smoke weed What are you talking about? You know, no, but it's because... You... I promise you. No, no. I've lived my life for 48 years. I can tell you right here and now, I've never been hit on in my entire life. I have to tell you. I'll tell you how you get hit on. I don't need to. I'm, I don't want... I'm just telling... No, I'm no, making no. an observation. I'm not saying, let's rectify this. Unless you're so wait, hitting you're, on me, so on you're at a bar. In which case, I'm like I mentioned my wife. You're a at a bar, and yes. a girl comes up to you. I've, a, I like, never go to a bar. Okay. So girls, there's no chance for. All right. Women so you're at the gym. I come on. You're at the you're you're at the you're in the. <laughs> chances ER, are, I'd be at a bar before gym. You're in the ER. Yes. Dr. Leidenheim is telling me that I I have a twenty percent chance to live. <laughs> Shall I tell you that story one more time? <laughs> Uh, let's do this. I've been well, I've been hiking Runyon lately. I'm okay. hiking, I'm hiking right, Runyon right. with my wiener dog. Yeah, got my wiener out. Yeah. Everybody's walking past, looking sure. at me and stuff. Oh, what a cute dog! I'm oh sorry, I'm going up the hill. I can't talk. There you go. I got headphones on. So Listen you're a dick. Music. Not a dick. I'm trying. Like I'm a fat man trying to get up a three mile hill. You think I'm going to stop and talk about my dog? Like if you want to walk with me up the hill and admire the dog, feel free. But hey, okay. man, I'm trying to accomplish shit here. Okay. I, this ain't okay. the mall. Okay. Okay. All right, are you ready? Yeah. Hey, oh my God. Oh my God, I love your dog. It's Thank so you. cute. Is What's cute? his name? Shecky, I'm sorry. If you want to keep talking, walk with yeah, me. I, I got to keep, okay. keep my Can heart I tell rate you? up. I don't want to like make a thing. Go ahead. But I'm, I know you're Kevin. Oh, fuck. So then you I'm know like I also a had a heart attack recently. So it's yeah. very important oh my God. that I keep and up with you're pace. You're so brave. I know, but you're breaking you my pace so right now. Brave. Thank you. You're so sweet. No, no, but I Do you want to take a picture together? No, no, no. No? Okay, but I got to vote. I just want your advice. I just want your advice. All right, So I'm trying to like break into the business. Yes. Um, me I don't want to be an actress. Yeah, me neither. No, but I, um, but I do want to direct, and uh-huh. I've written a couple of scripts. Yes. And I'm just wondering, like, I walk faster, okay, please. Okay. So, yep, yep. Okay. Um, okay. So, I want to do this like sort of comedy on Mars. Oh or, my God! I, but fucking Mars is ripe for comedy, right? Well, ripe and red. And um, anyway, so what the like the it's like a rom com mm-hmm. and. Oh my God, are you okay? No, I had a heart attack seven months ago. I'm I just, I'm tr- getting up this hill is like, I know it's easy for you because look at you talking a mile I know, a minute I know. as we go up an I incline. Know, but I know. I'm just it's listening I'm to you coke. is exhausting. Is that what it is? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I um, can't do that because of the heart attack, which oh, I previously I'm mentioned sorry, three God. times. Can I tell you a story about the yeah, time I almost of died? Let me do it on the way down the okay. hill because this is really hard. <laughs> Your dog is so cute. Thank you. She's What's his name again? Shecky. It's a girl. Yeah, oh my God. That's She's so 12. funny. That's wait, It's funny that you like named a girl's dog, like a boy name. My wife did. I mentioned That's my really wife funny. already, didn't Ew. I? Oh my God. That's Here so she cool. Comes. You're married. She's right behind oh, me. Oh, Honey, this is the lady okay. who doesn't understand. Okay, no I'm means no. I'm just going to throw this rock down here. Oh, just, just, uh, Do you like You know snow what? Cones? We're going to stop here at the bench and take a little breather. Um, I do like snow cones. Okay, because that's what, like, my character's job on Mars was going to be a snow cone because, you know, it's so hot snow or whatever. Conery. So it's like she, yeah, she opens up a chain of snow cone restaurants because so she's an entrepreneur. I like that. That's like total recall, but not as exciting. Oh, okay. Well, um, anyway, I'm just a huge fan. Thank you. Huge, Me too. Me too. I, I, good luck with the movie. I can't wait to pay to see it, man. Okay. Bye. Um, can I get your info, though? And scene. Look at that, ladies and gentlemen. That <laughs> Very is how nice. You there you go. Navigate, quote unquote, getting hit on. Oh, my running. God. Does you that, so, do you ever hike running? You so, I used to. 
Did anyone ever hit, hit on you? When you were no, hiking? no. It can't happen, right? It's like, no, who does yeah, that? Well, it's I, a meat market. I mean, Runyon is supposedly yeah, but, a meat yeah, but, market. Uh, like a Hollywood I, meat market. I think that that's Who's what meat, it's How perceived? can you look your absolute fucking worst? I'm just Why telling you, you that's what they somebody? say. That's, nah, people are meeting but how, Runyon. But how do you be like, excuse it's me? It's a big first date spot. Is it really? Or a second date. I think it's a worst first date. Yeah, why do you want to sweat on the first date? Look at me. Look at how gravity is my enemy. I just don't. And how do you initiate a conversation? Like, hey, you passed me earlier look i caught up to you like what the fuck do you say or even if you go there on a date aren't you like boy this is hard yeah Yeah. like oh can i borrow a like a dog waste bag like (laughs) they have i forgot to canyon that's a good opener that's that's a great opener thanks because that but my next thing i love it that you're like yeah they got got them right there (laughs) i'm sorry man i can't stop yeah i have to keep going or else i won't make it yeah i just had a heart attack too did you? Yeah. Then walk with me. We'll talk about it. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was really How traumatic. Was yours? Oh, it well, it's traumatic. It was weird because it like didn't hurt. No, that mine didn't either. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> we have so much in common. You know, fuck what I said before. Let's stop and sit and talk. <laughs> All right. We have one more call, guys. We're going to call Allie. And Allie, where is she? Allie's got oh, an issue. Jerks. She's in New York. Are we jerks? Or am I? I'm a jerk. What happened there? I don't know. Are you going to drive back and feel like, oh, that Anna Ferris is a fucking jerk? What, what do you need advice now? <laughs> yeah. <I need laughs> well, let me, let me think about this, Anna Ferris. Hello? Hi. Hey, Allie. Allie, how are you? I'm Allie, sorry. Sim, Allie. Kevin Allie, Smith is here. this is Anna. <laughs> There's no Anna, and you're not <laughs> Allie, so this is Allie. Hi. And guess what? Kevin Smith is here, and he's dominating, and I'm sorry about that. Allie, I'm not dominating at all, but I will tell you, I'm a, a filmmaker from a long time ago. You probably don't know who I am, but I'm a big fan of the Anna Ferris podcast. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I actually know who you are. My brother introduced me way too early, so thanks for corrupting my childhood. Um. You're so <laughs> welcome. Thank you, Allie. What was the movie, by the way? What was the movie that you saw? Was it Clerks? Please don't say Paul Blart. You um, break my heart. It was Mallrats. Mallrats. Okay, fair enough. Oh, wow. Look at that. Old school. Well done. Most people confused me with Kevin James, so that made me very happy. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Allie, tell us what's going on. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Yeah, um, well, thanks for having me. Um, This has been hanging over me for some time now. Um, I've been with my boyfriend for about four years. We're both songwriters. Um, He's more established than I am. Um, He's signed to Warner Music. He's been in the game longer, um, and he has songs with radio artists. I've had success with upcoming artists and commercials, but I'm not at his level. 
we live together and we also work together. Um, he's definitely the breadwinner and I have a part-time job still trying to pay the bills. Um, we communicate about things, but I struggle with guilt letting him pay. And he tries to assure me that my situation is just temporary. Um, I also find it hard not to be jealous of him when he gets to go on trips or he's booked on things without me. And I definitely get FOMO when um, things are involved with our friends because um, we work in a small network. Also, uh, occasionally, I notice some people being uber friendly with me to find a way to get in. And sometimes people are pretty blatant about it. But anyway, um, my question is, how do I combat this guilt and jealousy and the paranoia that people are using me? Oh, boy. Because the thing is, is that, especially in the creative world, because we invest so much passion and love into what we do that it will never be a 50-50 if you're with another creative person. Mm. It will always be in flux. And I've, I feel like I've seen a lot of relationships. I've been a part of relationships where it's constantly fluctuated. It's just, it's just impossible to have an even playing field with two creative types. And, and these are two cats that are in the exact same field as well. Yeah. So it's not even like, oh, I do movies and I do songs or whatever. It's like we're both in the same field. Does he, and it sounds like he's really supportive. Does he have any resentment? Does any resentment on his end manifest itself or is he just adoring and, and, and supportive? He's super supportive, like to the point where he wants to like buy me software to like help me even develop myself as a songwriter and producer. So it's great. <laughs> he sounds amazing, and you sound amazing. Have you expressed to him like your your feelings of like I want to feel like my accomplishments are as valid as yours? Like, like does have you expressed that to him? I do. I find it hard to, but I definitely have. He kind of like sees it in my face. He's like, "What's wrong?" And I then am prompted to go. But it's just it's definitely like a constant battle in myself do you guys play music in front of each other just alone yeah <laughs> we play together all the time and like we'll play stuff that we're working on separately and then kind of give each other notes Ali, uh, does he have you by a few years or is he the same age as you so i'm actually older um yeah <laughs> i love it that you guys play music for each other I love that he's paying for stuff. That's a clear sign that he cares. It sounds like he's not making you feel anything other than accepted and encouraged, but all of this is kind of coming from inside. And that's, I personally, I don't, you know, that's your issue. That's only going to go away when you feel you've landed something that you're like, right on. It's nothing he can do. It's nothing he's doing to you. It sounds like he's doing all the right things by being encouraging and supportive. But, but Allie, Sorry, Kevin, I didn't mean to cut no, you no, off. No, no, cut me off. Your I'm show. trying to be supportive Advise. to you as well. Thank you. I was um, going to ask you advice on that. Like, what should I say? <laughs> but, but, Allie, when you talked about that you guys give each other notes, have you noticed a change in his personality? Not so much, but he does kind of um, interject on things sometimes. And sometimes, like, part of me is like, no, this is mine. And other times I'm like, yeah, like, what are your notes? Like, let's help me with this. So it's kind of like a mix. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but I but I understand how because he feels like he's his confidence is growing and that's wonderful, but sometimes that can translate as well as like he feels maybe like he can 
be um, advising a little more than you want um, in your creative process. Hold on, but she didn't bring that up at all. That sounds like you're creating an no, issue. No, that wasn't no, there. no, no. They play <laughs> privately in front of each other. But that wasn't her. And issue. They give her each other was, notes. Yeah, but that's not it. Listen, this is her. She's no, no, no. she's upset no, no, no. that she's not where he you is want, and go, she's go tired back of on your jealous. own fucking podcast i just read the i will but i'll read the notes that they handed me on the caller and the whole yeah. story is there yeah, yeah. so it's He's written in sorry yeah i just think All you're right. advising we'll get, her on we'll something she didn't you. ask fair yeah. enough if you have a process by which you roundaboutly get yeah. to the answer i will yes. sit here and listen thank you listen i know this shit i know no fat i know uh, no, you're, you're qualified i don't you know it yeah <laughs> i don't really but I go do. on it take but it away i do i do know that when somebody is experiencing more success they suddenly feel a sense of like sort of sexy tutelage sometimes and that you know and that he could be like oh yeah babe that sounds really good you have a beautiful voice i love that lyric i don't i think you should tweak that one thing though it's like, well, no, 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 but this is mine. And I just want you to listen. Because when, especially when a young person or any person feels a sense of sudden success or the, that head rush, there's that feeling of like, I know it all. And it shouldn't sort of disrupt her creative journey, which may be very different. And so I think that maybe it's worth a conversation of like, I'm so happy and proud of you and I love what you do on occasion, I, whatever. Maybe it hurts my feelings. I don't know if you feel these way, this way, Allie. Kevin thinks that I'm projecting. No, I'll just read oh, exactly yeah, what she said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, here's a, I actually agree, though. Yeah. Oh, it's oh, oh, my God, Kevin. She's famous. Of course she's going to say I agree with Anna. But th this was a situation she did not call about. She's not going like, to say. But so, it's not on the paper. So basically, yes. Anna, you I just mean, like dug a few layers. Let, let's just, let's find out. Let's, okay. You did. I just know. Right. I know I'm so familiar with right. this. Ali, Ali. So Anna is right and Kevin's wrong. Is that what you're saying? I'm not wrong i'm reading what she wrote you on the paper wrong. she said it's a, hold on let me just read exactly what is written here he is <laughs> my long-term boyfriend and i are both successful creatives who work together often both successful he is more established than i am and he is established and is emotionally and financially oh supportive of me how do i get over the guilt <laughs> i feel when he pays for things and you're like well Allie. maybe he should stop <laughs> criticizing you <laughs> and i didn't hear anything in there about yeah, criticism yeah, because here's the thing don't project, this, Anna. Don't project. Yes, oh, answer, and no, no, no. answer, if you no, will. Anna, no. answer the question. I don't. <laughs> because I know this. I, I feel like I know it. Allie, correct me if Allie, I'm wrong. Allie, is she right? It's definitely a layer, for sure. Sure. <laughs> it's like, like he interjects himself in things, too. Can I ask this, though, Allie? Was he doing his thing prior to you guys meeting or hooking up? Was he always a songwriter? or was he When you say he was established, was that pre your relationship even? Um, yes, we kind of started, uh, he has been in it for like, I went to college and he didn't go to college. He was in a band. So he's been in it since high school. And, um, I've kind of recently, like within the last five, six years is when I really started to pursue, uh, pursue, um, songwriting as a full-time thing. So, I mean, but to be fair though, like you, you've heard the Malcolm Gladwell, like, you know, what is it? 10,000 hours of practice, blah, blah, blah. He's been technically practicing for 10,000 hours more than you. I went through a similar situation like this, not with a, a, somebody I was in a relationship with, but my producer, um, who I do my podcast with, Smodcast, um, Scott Mosier. At one point when we started our career, he was like, uh, it took him years to figure it out. Like why 
we went with clerks and instead of like a, the script that he had written. And he finally realized, he was like, you had just been writing for so long, you had more practice. Not like you were better than me. He's going, if I put in more time, I would be where you were. But at the time we started, you had put in so much practice writing all different types of things so that when you sat down to write a screenplay, boom, you were ready to go. This guy's just put in about 10,000 hours of practice. So, you know, he's getting what feels like all the breaks or, or you know, he's established and whatnot. You just got to give yourself time. The only thing that's going to bring you to a place where you feel confident, where you're like, okay, I'm shoulder to shoulder, is when you've put in that much time and you also get a break or two or whatnot. But it sounds like he is doing, based on what I read on the page, I don't live your life, but it sounds like he's being supportive and like trying to get you there. And like, he's not being like, stay out of my world. He's not like Ricky Ricardo in I Love Lucy, where he's like, you can't come to the club, Allie. Like he wants you to come to the club, but you know, but he has been doing it for a minute longer. So you gotta be a little patient. As for the other problems that Anna's creating, I'll, I'll let her take that. <laughs> Fuck you, Kevin. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, No, I think you have a good point, though. Well, but it is, it is the, it's always the thing with um, being in a relationship with another creative type. There will be times when you're more successful and, or he's more successful. I think, I do think it's interesting that you, that you brought up the college element. I wonder if that um, tugs on him in terms of his whatever, but I don't want to, Listen, that's a whole other, that's a whole, Kevin is like, don't go there. Go ahead, pull that thread and unravel the sweater from the other end. This poor girl's like, I had one minor issue, I'm going to get off the phone and I'm realizing i got a lot of shit to deal with. No, but I I think that, I think can just continue, you know, pursuing your passion and your dream and don't feel discouraged when um, somebody else is, success feels like it's it's that you know that it's right there it's okay to be jealous like it happens if you're a creative i i swear to you i don't care who you are man how good you are guitar strings well don't take jealousy physical but it's you cannot tamp down on a dopey human emotion like jealousy sometimes you read about some other person doing well in this business you're like what why that person why not me that will be a part of the fabric of your life forever you can't fight that yes you learn to live with it it's like having i don't have herpes but i imagine it's like having herpes you just learn to live with it (laughs) that's like the are you sure you don't have herpes i'll check in a minute if i can use your bathroom i will say that is one of the one of the few blessings i guess of getting older is that you're too tired or maybe your brain is too numb to have as much jealousy as that also helps I, to get someplace. Like to... you're, it's easy to say that from the sky high. Yeah, yeah, dressing yeah. Room of your well, TV show. Yeah, but you which know, I'm not putting down. I think that's the awesome. only that's award why I've won is my Stony Award, which I'm very proud of. Yeah, but you didn't get into this for awards. I didn't. No. Are you sure? Positive. We had a conversation about it on that Australian guy. Show. You remember? Of course, I remember everything about our first meeting. Wow, that's creep. Well, <laughs> I mean. I kept my eyes right on you, and you looked away. I know. Well, I know. gosh. Um, but no, but... I want to take back what you said before, that I was not domineering. What were you saying? He's dominating. I am not dominating at all. I just feel you silences. You are totally dominating. I feel silences. You, 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 you start a sentence you feel with 14 you, half sentences. I tr- just like, try to interrupt you, but now I learned. Now I have to interrupt thing, you. So I am I now interrupting you. I see a hole that you. I could drive a truck Fuck through. Fuck you, Kevin. I have to put and it that's in the gear. All I, look, I don't even know... Allie, I'm sorry. Allie, thank you so much for hanging out <laughs> oh, with us today. And I hope that um, please keep in touch. And and but and I'm I'm glad that it sounds like you have a really loving 
He sounds awesome. He sounds like a <laughs> yes, great guy. Yes, he does. He absolutely sounds amazing. Pat on the back for this guy. Allie's Don't with. feel guilty. Just you know, but but do please continue to live your vision and don't let like any critique like infiltrate. At least not yet. That was not a threat, but it's excellent advice. She wasn't she wasn't worried about that, but she but Anna's absolutely no no no, right. no because when uh, somebody gets an ego in yeah. their head like that, they they're it's very easy to be like, oh, you should have used the word pond instead of swamp or whatever. No it, it, you know what I'm saying? I feel you. I feel you. Look, it Allie, totally I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna put you on front. <laughs> street, I'm gonna put it on front street, Allie. This is this simple. Ready? I've seen the future. I'm not a prognosticator, and I don't speak to having any sort of inside spirituality. But I know what things that I know. You're going to do very well. And one day, this is not going to matter to you in the least. And you will giggle over the fact. In fact, you guys will go back and listen to this podcast. Um, hey, Allie, thank you thank so you, much. Allie. Please, let's keep in touch. Okay. And I love you. Thank you so much, guys. Bye. Love you, too. Bye. She's wait, sitting wait, there going, wait, wait, should I leave my wonderful boyfriend? <laughs> I don't get it. Anna Ferris, what are you telling me to do? <laughs> I just you, called because I have a hangnail. <laughs> have you ever dated somebody more successful than you? Uh, no, but here, that's why yeah. I, I, that's why I backed ah, off. In the, I backed off of the combo because ba, 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 ba. when my brain slowly made the connection, it was yeah. after I told the story was, about me you, and my producer, and uh, yeah. I was sitting next to somebody. I was the, like, I bet you she could speak you to this. You have been like, you're incredibly quick, clearly brilliant. Oh my god, very How slow. Sweet are you? Yeah, slow when it comes to that uh, kind it's, of shit. It's wild. My wife has pointed out for uh, 19 years of marriage, 20 years uh, that we've been having sex that. Our relationship works as well as it does because she's what she calls a normie. She's like, you never would have been married as long as we've been married if you married somebody else in the business. She's like, it's impossible for two creatives to be in a relationship. That's can, her perspective. Can I ask you something? Are you yes. one of those types, as we wrap it up here, yes. are you one of those types that's like... Oh, we have to wrap honey, it up because you have a show to go to? Honey, we're... we're See, you can't even focus on my fucking question. Can't. I'm thinking about there's a whole fucking TV show that happens right under us. And, and you guys act like it's fucking normal. Like, there's TV happens below us. What happens below us will go out on a network, on one of the most watched networks, and you're just acting like, oh, we're podcasters. Fuck you, you're a TV star. And you have to go back to work. That's why the show's ending. Say it. <laughs> so anyway, ask your question. Honestly. Oh, thank you, thank you. I can't wait till you're on my puck. Yeah, yeah, me neither. I'm going to... I'm gonna let you run shit. I'm gonna let you run shit. Yeah, you shit. better. We're gonna take calls. I'm the fucking guest. It's then, gonna be amazing. Bitch. I've never taken calls, but yeah, I'm gonna start doing that. Fuck you. <laughs> Go ahead, ask your question. Yeah. Okay. Are you the kind of person you're walking down the stairs, right? Yes. And, These stairs uh, when I get booted out of here in like you, two minutes. Yes. You ask. You need some. You need scissors. Are you like, babe? Where's the scissors? <laughs> oh. Um, are you a babe? Where's the scissors kind of guy? I would never say babe. Okay. I would never say uh, here. All Fuck right. you. I'm gonna give I you already, this. Ex- I can totally peg you. I know. I don't say babe. I, I can't. My wife would slap me in the face. You're, th- you're just Jen. like, where's the scissors, Jennifer? Jen. No, Jen. Where's the scissors? I won't do that because I'm used to being fairly self reliant, independent. Remember, started my career I don't by even myself. Know why. You probably don't even need scissors because it's not like you're wrapping a fucking present. I also Jen I does fanta- that for you. No, she doesn't. But I have fantastic incisors, you're, but you're not- so I can cut things with my own teeth. Okay. However, I will say this: I will be in my office. Uh, Jen will come down and see me. We cohabitate on the same floor. Our bedroom's on one end. My office is on the other. So it's so Jen. Where's the carrot sticks? Yeah, always. Of course. I'm always asking, where are them carrot sticks? Anybody? Throw them over here. Whip them here. I need my, the Hamas. My mouth, my maw is wide open. Pitch me a carrot stick. Uh, All right. Kevin, good night, everyone. Thank you this for was being a blast. here. I Thanks hope you guys so enjoyed much. it. I'll come back amazing. in a heartbeat. Oh, thank you. Oh, there's no proper Wait, ending. Wait, heartbeat. Heartbeat. In a heartbeat. I'm glad you got... 
Oh, because I almost have a hard time. I, I used no, to say that all the time. Sorry. You know, just I'm bring, so used to just saying bringing that. it back in a morbid way. I do. I'm like, can we talk? I don't know if you guys know this, but I had a heart attack. Do you have any no time way. to talk about it? Are you serious? <laughs> That's fucking crazy. Are we? I don't want to put the mic young. down until until I know we're done. All right, you put your while you guys go back to work. Nobody's here. I'm just gonna fill in the details that Anna like rolled right over. Um, <laughs>